Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and today we will be treated to part two of an interview with Kim Pierce, resident director of Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime, presented by Art Centre Melbourne and Melbourne Theatre Company as part of the 2018 VCAA Theatre Studies Unit 3 playlist. This is part two of the interview, so if you haven't yet listened to part one, I encourage you to go back and listen to that. What do you think are the most distinct theatrical elements of this production? Uh, I think the number one uh, leading kind of characteristic of Curious Incident is its extraordinary precision. Um, There's no other play that I know of, um, and certainly not that I've worked on in my career, where you talk about the blocking with the actors, which is... to define the term blocking is how you talk about where the actors are moving on the stage is defined by grid references um, because we have that maths paper grid on the set. Um, so you will be telling actors, well, for this scene, you should really be hitting a mark that's 3D on the grid, A4 on the grid. Um, so, and that kind of precision then infuses and kind of uh, spreads through the rest of the approach to the play. So fundamentally, those characters are existing in Christopher's world. So there is a very specific playing style um, that's kind of dictated by the text. Um, and a really important part of that is that we focus on playing action, not feeling. So we look at the scenes and we talk about what the job of the scene is um, and we make sure that on each line of the text, the actors are playing a different tactic rather than coming into those scenes and playing a broad emotional state. Like another really prominent aspect just of the play text itself is how short a lot of those scenes are. Um, this is Christopher's play. He really doesn't feel the need to include more in it than is necessary to tell the story that he needs to tell. Um, and to go on the enormous psychological and emotional journey that a lot of the characters go on in those very brief, you know, some of those scenes are 12 or 15 lines long, um, is an enormous challenge for the actors. Um, and then the technological world, the fact that when you step out on that stage, it's uh, an immersive and almost overwhelming environment. There are many speakers built into the set, there are about, don't quote me on this, but about 728, I think, LEDs, um, which all can light up independently and be programmed in different ways. Um, there's a huge amount of sound coming through the bass speakers. There are six Panasonic projectors. Um, there are arc lights. There is a, we tore a front bar. And so the lighting world and the sound world is intense for the actors to be in. Um, another really specific characteristic of Curious Instinct is the way we use ensemble. So ensemble is a really key term in theatre, um, and it can be mean both a group of performers that work together to create scenes. Um, it can also mean uh, the other characters beyond the principal characters in a play, um, so the pop-up characters that only exist for one scene. And our ensemble are crucial in Curious Incident because they are doing things like 
piloting Christopher around the stage as they carry him in Astro Boy. So the relationship between that principal actor who is speaking for the entire play and um, an ensemble that for when they're not doing their scenes for a large part of the play are sitting on the light box surround on the set watching him. The intensity of that relationship is really unique to Curious Incident. What do you consider the major themes of the production? Um, we do this at the beginning of every rehearsal process, actually. We get a big piece of paper and we get um, all of the company to write down what they think the themes are. And they probably will give a different set of answers to what Simon Stevens or Marion Elliott would do. And I'm going to give their answers. So it's about family. It's about love. It's about truth. It's about science. It's about precision. It's about difference. It's about justice. Um, it's about journeys. And it's about being brave. How will the stagecraft choices enhance these themes? The key question for Marianne going into the play was how can I tell Christopher's story as vividly and truthfully as I possibly can? And how can I take an audience inside Christopher Boone's mind so they end up by the end of the play seeing the world in, in some way similar to the way he sees the world? Um, so the idea of difference, perhaps the theme of difference, is explored and celebrated in the play by creating a stage environment that uses Christopher's view of the world, his rules, his responses to things, to create reality. And that's the reality that the audience is immersed in for the two and a bit hours of the play running time. Um, so that means when Christopher is in a distressing environment, like a train station, we are going to be lighting that scene with yellow light because he doesn't like yellow. Um, we are going to create a sound design where the voices enunciating the signs he's seeing are distorted and strange. And we are going to use music in composition that conforms to Christopher's rules using pentatonic scales, um, using beats, which are also in prime numbers. Um, that all of Curious Instant is made from very simple components used with precision. And that kind of through line from visual design, through sound design, through lighting design, being constantly coming back to Christopher, constantly checking in with him, constantly understanding his worldview um, is what makes the audience by the end of the play celebrate and love the way he sees the world because it means he ends up seeing things that other people don't and people feel that as a gift when it's communicated to them. Um, The feeling, the story of family and love and justice is really explored through the text and those scenes between Christopher, um, his mother and his father. And a lot of that is touched on through the acting technique where 
we don't allow sentiment into that scene. We don't allow broad emotional brushstrokes. We are always coming back to the essential proof of what people are trying to do to each other. And though Ed Boon is trying to keep his son safe, some of the choices he makes along the way are very detrimental for Christopher. And we really go in hard at that and look at that carefully and make sure that we're playing that truthfully in the play. Um, Simon Stevens says he has four rules for doing his plays that he's come to over uh, the 25 or so plays he's written in his lifetime. Um, and one of those four rules is that when you are asking a question in one of his plays, you really ask that question. The character asking that question genuine, genuinely wants to know what the answer is. There are no questions are asked just for emotional effect or to tell somebody that you're angry or to scare somebody. So, for example, when Ed Boon says to Christopher after he's hit him, Christopher, do you understand that I love you? We have to look at that in rehearsal and help that actor get to a point where a father can genuinely ask his son that and not know what the answer is going to be. Um, and I think a lot of families, when they see that in performance, are extremely emotionally touched by that because that's the truth of their day-to-day experience. How have actors contributed to the development of this production? Doing a show like Curious is a really uh, unique experience for an actor because they are not the originators of the role. So they're inheriting a role from another actor where there is a real history of performance behind it. And that's uh, a unique challenge for them. And what actors bring to remounts is maintaining that balance between honouring the performance history of the show and going along with um, certain decisions that have been made before they've come on board and finding their own route to the character and using their own experiences to bring those characters to life. Um, So the actors, for example, playing Christopher Boone, we have two actors in the role of Christopher Boone, Um, because it's just so exhausting that you can't do it eight times a week. Um, And what those actors bring to the role is a real openness and a real simplicity. And that openness is about not coming to the performance with a preconception of what someone who may have some form of um, being on the autistic spectrum uh, is like speaks like, behaves like, what any physical peculiarities they have. We leave all that aside and we go to the text. And from the text, we work out what Christopher likes, what he dislikes, um, and what is important to him and what he feels he needs to achieve. And we also do a lot of research. We do go to schools um, and we meet an incredible young man called Kian Binchy who has um, met every single actor that's played Christopher Boone over the history of Curious Incident. And Kian is a young man on the autistic spectrum. Um, when we first met him, he was at school. Now he's an actor and artist in his own right and he's creating his own shows. Um, and the actors playing Christopher Boone use 
those experiences and use that interpretation to really ground them and root them in the character. Um, beyond that, uh, for example, in the physical ensemble, what the actors bring to those roles is uh, discipline and detail and sensitivity. A lot of frantic assemblies movement work requires actors to not overforce things, not to push or pull too hard, but to find the perfect balance to create a lift work, to rely on their center of gravity. Um, and we rely on them understanding those techniques to get us through um, long runs of the show. What are some of the theatre styles in this piece? I've dealt a lot with uh, UK exam boards and I think, you know, within the exam system, there's a real need to label art and put it in a box that has a certain set of characteristics. Um, uh, And that's real. no, like, Hardly anyone in theatre sits down at the beginning of a play production and goes, well, this piece is going to be a piece of naturalism. This piece is going to be a piece of expressionism. This piece is going to be postmodern. Or this piece is going to be Brechtian. Um, You kind of riff on a deep background knowledge of theatre history and then you honour the text and you go wherever the text is trying to take you. Although, um, of course, each play comes with its own kind of formalistic demands and you have to discover the demands of the form and make sure you're, you honour them. So you, it's in a way, if you're working on good plays, um, each time you are creating the world of that play, you should be reinventing and reformulating your artistic practice so uh those um those terms aren't that helpful to define define curious instant by um though i say that you know it's definitely what we would call uh contemporary or modern playwriting which isn't a very helpful term at all really because it's not very specific but, um, you know, Simon's plays are very emblematic of a lot of 21st century plays with those short scenes with quick transitions. Um, and the techniques you use to kind of create the life of those plays are things that have evolved alongside contemporary playwriting. So more than talking about Stanislavski and his objectives and beats we're talking about actioning and we're talking about actions just because those techniques um, help find the detail in the plays but even with acting theory you know everybody in the rehearsal room will have a good understanding of that theory but you're not talking about it technically or theoretically when if you were to pick a few theatre styles what might you say okay all right so there's lots of different different styles and theatre techniques in Curious Instant. The more you look at it, the more you find. And the extraordinary thing is uh, the director and the creative team have managed to find a way of presenting all those different styles in a visual and technical world that feels completely coherent. It doesn't feel like the play is pulling in lots of different directions. But if you think about it, you have 
um, a lot of what you would call uh, physical theatre, um, although it has to be said that the company Frantic Assembly um, don't really like the term physical theatre because all theatre is physical. Theatre is, by essence, um, something that's in and in the body so every single moment on stage is physical so they feel what they do is theatre um, or sometimes movement theatre but it, primarily they like to call it theatre um, but you know we do have choreographed sequences we do have a lot of moments in the play where um, actions physical action speaks louder than the words so that is very distinct characteristic of the play um i would say we also have a really particular form of um behavioral naturalism and i'm not going to get right into the theater theory detail of the difference between realism and naturalism um but you know 20th century naturalism was about creating um a lifelike reconstruction of life on stage every detail had to look real um and as our understanding of what naturalism has is the need for dressing and realistic environment has kind of fallen away but what stayed with us is the need to create detailed and plausible psychological characters whose thoughts and action work within the play in a way that is connected to real life. And I think we do a lot of that. Um, we, all, we kind of always joke that in Act Two, the play becomes in the sort of latter half of a Mike Lee film. Um, because as soon as Christopher um, finishes his extraordinary and spectacular journey to London, where we're using all that physical theatre, and we're also using uh, design-led theatre to create an immersive environment for Christopher to live in, he arrives at his mother's house, and suddenly all of those fireworks are stripped away, and in the very uh, precise kind of cold boxes of light that poorly comfortable the lighting designer creates um he's immersed in the troubled kind of home life of his mother judy and we go through stage by stage what would happen to that small kind of unit of people once christopher is introduced to it and we, that story is very recognizable and very honestly uh explored um I guess also in theatre theory terms, you could say that um, there is certainly a lot of expressionism in certainly what Simon Stephen does as a playwright. You know, his other plays like Motortown are directly informed by uh, German expressionism. Um, but just the idea that expressionism in art is something which takes you inside the subjective world of a character and you see the world through that subjective experience so things are distorted or colored or presented in a way that reflects their internal world 
rather than trying to create a simulacrum of the external world those characters live in. And, and Curious Incident does a lot of that too. Um, but it's always really careful. It's really important to be careful of how you label theatre because it starts becoming a dead form and theatre is anything but a dead form. It's a live and practical form that's always moving forward. That is the end of part two of our interview with Kim Pierce. Please keep listening through to the next episode to find out more about this excellent production. Curious Incident played in Melbourne until mid-February 2018, but for more information, you may wish to view the resources at National Theatre Discover on YouTube. You can find lots of information about the Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime and many other wonderful videos provided by National Theatre. That is all from us at The Aside. Thanks to Aaron Searle for providing the music and Eltham College for letting us record here. There's a range of episodes in the bank, so feel free to listen to one that grabs your attention. Do not hesitate to email us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Send us a question and we can answer it in a future podcast. Thanks for listening.